Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. everyone. Welcome back to the Too Smart for This podcast. I am today diving into my first solo episode outside of the introduction, of course. I um, am recording this on the day that I actually launched the first episode, so I am really on the high of being so excited and proud of everything that this podcast will hopefully be in the future, and I'm really looking forward to creating so much more content. So, Um, today's topic is about goal setting and how I am visualizing and setting goals for 2021, which is upcoming. It is in, I don't know, like less, it's like less than a week. I don't know when this is necessarily going to go live, but it is soon. And I think that I have always been very interested in goal setting in visualizing my future and making lots of plans and making lots of life plans. But I've also noticed about myself is that I'm not always attached to those plans. And I think that has been one of my saving graces is that even though I make big plans and have big goals and everything like that, when something doesn't go according to plan, I always know that it's for for the best and it's for something that's really going to help me. So I was reflecting on what my goals were for 2020. And what that really showed me was all of the growth that I have had in 2021. Because if I look at my 2020 goals, they were centered around externalities. They were centered around building out things for other people to learn, for other people to be proud of me for instead of for me to be proud of myself. So one of them was, of course, like losing weight. And we all know who that went. But essentially, I wasn't making my goals based in what I truly wanted and what I was interested in or what was best for me, but rather for how I wanted to be perceived by others. Another one of my goals um, revolved around business school um, and getting into a great business school um, and getting a certain number on the GRE so that I could get into business school. For those of you who don't know, I applied to four deferred enrollment MBA programs at the end of my senior year where you apply as a senior, you get in as a senior, and then you take two to four years to work in the workforce before matriculating to the business schools. And I um, wanted a certain GRE score in order to get in. I studied really hard for the GRE, didn't get that GRE score, and I still got into an amazing business school, and I'm really excited to go. Um, But as I look back on that goal, I think that it was also for filling a sort of void of needing to have accolades in order to 
feel worthy as opposed to what really was I excited to do. And I think because I am at my core, someone who does want to go to business school, it ended up working out. But when I was setting those goals, it was not from a place of growth, abundance, interest, self-worth, and self-love. And so that's what I want to talk about, how my mindset has, my mindset, can she speak? How my mindset has really shifted over the last year to where my goal setting is from a better place than it was previously. So I basically, when I started sitting down to think about my goals, I have been journaling this year. And journaling is something that's really helped me write out what I think, get to the bottom of what I truly want and desire. And so what I did when I started with my goal setting for 2021 was I wrote out what the thing was and then I forced myself to write out why. And you may think that this is like pretty easy, like you can figure out your why. But last year in 2020, when I would have written down lose 20 pounds, why would I want to lose 20 pounds? Oh, well, because I want to look better. Why do I want to look better? Oh, so other people will. Yeah. And that is where the problem is because as soon as my goal started revolving around other people accepting me instead of me accepting me, that's when you know you are in hot water. And that's when you know that that goal is not truly really aligned with what you want. So if I want to lose 20 pounds, I want to lose it for myself. And it is completely fine to want to lose weight. But this year, that is not on my top five goals list. And as much as it is something I still subconsciously and even sometimes consciously want, it's not something where I am going to dedicate, you know, 50% of my brain space to thinking about. So, so essentially, that's what I started with. I started writing down my why. And I really encourage you to do this too. So an example of the first thing that I wrote down this year was to grow my Instagram following. And this one has been a really hard thing for me because I, as we know, have an issue where I do care a lot about what other people think of me and numbers as they did in dieting for me are very triggering and very frustrating for me to think about and deal with. And anytime there is numbers involved in something, it just really doesn't sit well with my with me because it immediately means I want to achieve certain numbers. And so when I was writing out why I wanted to grow my Instagram, I actually found throughout writing out my why that a lot of the reason I had wanted to grow it was so that I could feel more worthy or feel more, you know, ser- take to be more t- taken more seriously by other people. So I'm not saying that all of my um, comparison and everything was has gone away in the last year. But what I've recognized is that when this goal started to show, it started to show that I wanted other people's approval. And that's why I wanted to hit the 10K mark so that I could feel approval from other people. That's how you know that that goal is not really aligned with who you are, what you should be putting out there. And so I took a step back from that and I really started to think about what my actual goal, what I really want out of my Instagram is. And that is to create the content that I wish that I had when I was going through all all the things I've gone through in the last four years of going to college, getting a good job, 
learning about myself, going through diet culture, being around lots of different types of people. And so now that I have that goal more clear to create the content I wish that I had, the numbers, although of course they will always feel like they matter to me, the numbers are secondary because when I'm on a daily basis deciding like what I'm going to prioritize, I'm going to prioritize creating content that I wish that I had that is aligned with what I want as opposed to creating content that's going to get me that extra 100 followers. So that is an example of how my goal setting has shifted and how you can really get to the root of what you want and prioritize it in a different and in a better and a more aligned way. So the first thing I did, like I said, was I wrote it out the big things I want to accomplish this year. I just did some freeform journaling and played some meditation music while I did so, obviously, and wrote out my why for everything. And once my why was really aligned, I was feeling really excited about what I wanted to do. So I took that energy and I wrote out the steps in like a backwards way, I guess. So when it comes to creating content that I wish that I had, I don't have 40 hours a week to be creating all of this Instagram content. So what I really needed to do was sit down and look at how much am I capable of producing in a week? How much am I capable of spending? How much time am I capable of spending on Instagram? And plan that into my perfect day. So I took my big goals and then I put them down into a day-to-day basis because I think the three-month, the six-month, the nine-month goals, those are all big things too, but that's not something that I prioritized when I was setting these goals because I know that if it's not something I can do every day, then it's not something that I really am really want over the next year. So the way that that looked was prioritizing spending my weekends, batch creating content, prioritize spending one hour in the morning focused on creating content, responding to emails, building up whatever I want to build up, and one hour in the evening focused on engagement and connecting with the community I've built. And so that took it from a big goal of creating the content that I wish that I had and building an amazing community to what that looks like on a day-to-day basis and how to really grow it. And I was able to quantify the amount of hours I was going to spend doing that too. So this also looks a little bit different for things like my health and wellness journey. So um, ew, health and wellness journey, whatever. That is a little bit harder for me to set goals with because um, the alignment is still off for me because I do still want to look and feel my best, but intuitive movement and intuitive eating is something that you can't really quantify. It's not, it's not something you can put on a you know piece of paper and be like, I want to do this. So what that really had to be with for me on my goal sheet is I move intuitively, I eat intuitively, I exercise for health, I am focused on becoming a healthier person, I focus on prioritizing my calls with my dietitian, I prioritize making health easier for me and something that's more mindless as opposed to something I obsess over. And like I said, that goal is still sort of coming to fruition because it's very hard for me to think about it when I don't have, think about food and weight when I don't have numbers. And that's something I'm still getting over. And that's how I know that putting something like lose weight on my vision board for the next year is not really going to work because I am not in a healthy enough place with that 
concept to make big changes. I'm still healing in that aspect of my life. So the goal is more to heal than it is to make changes. So next, after I took my journaled out and figured out my aligned true goal, then I took it and made it into a day-to-day practice for myself. And then I thought about the other things I wanted that aren't really a day-to-day situation, but rather a collective or an emotional like journey for me. I wrote it all down in my goals journal as if I already have it. And I practice writing those five big goals for myself out every single day. And those have to do in the main five areas of my life, which are my health, my mental well-being, my relationships, my career, and this, my side hustle slash Instagram slash podcast. So in those goals, I wrote out what I really wanted to cultivate this year and I write those out every single morning just to remind myself of them. With all of that being said, that's how I'm planning out my goals for 2021. And another thing I want to talk about is sort of what else I learned in 2020 that I am making sure to take into 2021. So I started 2020 off in a very insecure place and in a place where I really wanted to change how other per- others perceived me instead of really focusing on loving myself and quickly ran into 2020 with um, many different setbacks that really forced me to sit down and take a look at who I am and what I value. And when I'm planning for my 2021 goals, it is easy to fall into the path of wanting to you know, go back to that person um, and forget all that I've learned over the last year. So what has been most important to me that I want to keep in mind when I'm focusing on what I'm doing next year, um, as much as we all want to think we're going back to normal or whatever, this year is also going to be in flux. So it's important to think about the coping mechanisms and the health that we tried to build in 2020 and take those into 2021. So for me, It's been very important that I prioritize three things every day, which are walking, going on my daily walks, as well as journaling every single day to be sure I'm self-reflecting, and three, making sure I take time to relax and decompress every single week. I personally need one day a week where I don't have any responsibilities in order to really function. And that's just how I am. Like that's my ex- my introverted extrovert. I don't know which one I really am, but like I truly need like a one day where I don't have to do anything. No one's telling me what to do so that I can feel truly free. And so now that I've defined that those three things are necessary for me moving forward, it would be easy for me to focus on those few big things that I want in my life next year and prioritize those while letting go of these three things that I've learned. But in reality, if I don't take those three things with me moving forward, then I am not going to get anywhere. So for example, I need one full day a week completely to myself, but I also want to grow my Instagram and my, you know, create more content. But I can't give up that one day a week to create content because if I did, I would be burning myself out. So that's one example of like taking what we've learned this year and implementing it into the goals that we have for the next year because it's so easy to forget what we really truly need about our need for ourselves when we are trying to accomplish this incredible version of ourselves. In reality, the 
best version of myself takes care of herself first and then creates and works for others. So I have to remember to prioritize those things, even though I do have really big ambitions for my future. So with that being said, I am thinking of creating some templates for how I'm planning for 2021. If I do, those will be included in the link in bio. And if I don't, then I will cut this part out. With that being said, I think we have a lot to rebuild in 2021. I think things will constantly be shifting and changing. I am going to be starting the year off in a completely different country and a completely different continent, and I am very nervous about it. I'm going to meet my boyfriend's family in Rwanda, and I must say that it is the biggest trip I've ever taken, and let alone it's also in a global pandemic. So I'm trying my best to do everything possible to prepare and feel safe um, and confident when I go. But luckily, COVID is much less of an issue there than it is here in the United States. That aside, I am hoping that I will start the year with a lot of self-reflection and a lot of excitement for the future and a lot of relaxation. And I hope you will too. I hope you will prioritize all of the self-care tactics you learned this year. And I hope that you'll take them with you and create some really aligned goals that aren't necessarily what everyone says supposed to be structured and numeric and measurable, but rather things that are truly at your core. So when you make a daily decision, you can see whether your priority is there or not, you know, let alone of whether or not it's numerical. So I hope this helped you and please subscribe, give the podcast a rating if you have time and don't forget you are too smart to be worried about numbers. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.